Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. The Rookie Fever Podcast. We just having fun and we working, baby. That's it, baby. They come. And welcome to the Rookie Fever Podcast. I am Mike the Feverish Fenero, and I have yet another 2023 rookie player profile and special guest. She helped introduce you to Traylon Burks during last year's rookie player profile series. And today she's got a running back she wants to talk about. So buckle up. I have Katie. Flower, the diva of Debbie and former Under the Helmet podcast host for over eight years. You can find her on Twitter at FF underscore Skyler 399. Katie, how are you? I'm doing great, Mike. And thank you so much for having me. It's been probably about a month since I retired from podcasting. I knew I'd come back as a guest, especially as the NFL draft approached. And, you know, everybody was going to get rookie fever at some point. So, uh just thanks it's great to be here uh i i can't imagine doing this series without you katie so i was very thrilled to to hear you accept the invitation to do this again one-on-one with me i i look forward to this each year we did uh we did a little chuba hubbard the year before that um it's always been a lot of fun so katie are you ready to get into this let's go rookie fevers player profile edition nice all right so katie as you know um and all of our guests at this point know that you got to choose the player so let everybody know who you chose and why okay i chose tank bigsby running back from auburn and the why uh because i watched him quite a lot because uh they play auburn plays my arkansas razorbacks twice a year and plus their sec so I, I i watch a lot of auburn football anyway uh but being someone who has been debbie for so long tank bigsby was i i saw him right away as a freshman before he was a freshman liked him from then and there's a lot of meat. We're going to have a lot of fun talking about him because he's not a perfect prospect. And even though he was ranked very high in Debbie for most of the entirety, uh, you know, he was right there in the top five, usually in non superflex. So um, I, I think that people are going to have to change how they think about him and temper their expectations. And I'll tell you why here in a minute. That's awesome. These are my favorite profiles where we can kind of talk about the positives and the negatives and, you know, and it just get people curious enough about tank to do their own research and, and dig a little deeper. So I, I, I love this kind of prospect fun fact before we get into it. Um, I'm going to probably mess this up. I believe it's Cartavius. That sounds right. Okay. That sounds right. <laughs> um, his mother named him. He was interviewed and said, my mom gave me the name tank when I was in a rec game. Uh, he said that I, w- I was running and my helmet came off and I kept running. And after the game, she said, boy, you are moving like a tank. And ever since he's been Tank Bixby. So I wanted to look that up because I didn't know before this profile. You probably already knew that. I, I had heard that story. And I mean, what a fitting name for a running back tank. Oh, my God. It's a great name for a running back. Are you kidding? Oh, my goodness. Uh, hopefully he can live up to it. Let's see. Let's dig into this profile and see if he has a little bit of tank in him. So first question is, what do you believe 
and I think you touched on the intro a little bit with this, but what do you believe the consensus of this player is? And then how does your opinion differ, whether it's more positive or more negative? As far as the uh, dynasty fantasy football community, I think that the consensus on him is somewhere around RB seven or eight in this class. And that's pretty close to where I have him also, but good draft capital that could change. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I feel like the further I've been digging into this class, the more that these, this group of running backs is kind of a tier altogether, right? Like once you get past like the first three or four, it starts to get a little lumped together. And I think at this point in the process, we're going to have um, a lot of minds change based on some of the measurements, based on some of the speed scores, and especially like you hit it landing spots. Of course, it always changes everything. Yeah. What are your favorite attributes about this player? All right. So uh, can I say both my favorite and not favorite at the yeah, same time? Love okay. it. That's, that's usually I, where it's like belong. To- yeah, I like to compare and contrast. Yeah. What, what caught my eye about him originally, he was a five-star and five-star running backs. That is one position where that matters. And he was already a big boy at six foot, 210 pounds coming into college. So I liked that about him. That's what caught my eye. You know, he's got the steak ass. So uh, you got to have that as a running back. Uh, Absolutely. But but then my concern now is three years later, he's still being on paper. They call him six foot two ten. He has he should have put on a good 15 pounds. And I don't know why. So that's a little concerning to me. Like and I know he's not lazy because his coaches love him and he works hard. Um, So I don't think it's that. But I just I don't know if he's just not eating right or what his regimen is. I don't, I'm not an in, insider info on that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I would love for us to have access to more of that information, how coachable the player is, their work ethic. And I feel like sometimes we get a little bit of information, but sometimes a little bit of information is more dangerous than no information at all. Right. But it sounds like, you know, we're not dealing with, uh, um, you know, I, I agree with you. I mean, with that amount of time, it, it does seem as though maybe it's like a play speed thing where he just feels comfortable at that you know, wait, I'm not sure, but that almost seems unnatural to from high school to, to college to not put on a little bit more weight. Right. And again, that's what's on paper and usually college pads it a little bit too. So who knows? Uh, So other things that I like about him, three years productive in the sec, uh, 5.4 rushing average, 2,903 yards with 25 touchdowns. And then he does catch the ball uh, the last two years, he was about 180 yards each year and uh, at about a 7.2 average uh, yards per attempt. But he's not at, I, I like his running game. He's a hard runner. His high school 40 was 455. If he does hit the 448 at the combine or thereabouts, I think that's a check that checks the box. He runs with power and he's got enough speed and agility to make some things happen. He's a tank and he does continue to run through contact, which I love. I love that about him. And uh, as I mentioned, his agility, he can cut. 
My biggest question mark about him in the NFL is, will he be a three-down running back? Because his receiving chops aren't that great. He's not a natural hands catcher. He fights the ball. He has had some ball security issues. And so, you know, we have the same questions about Melvin Gordon coming out of college. And then he developed into a fine enough hands catcher as a running back in the NFL. So it can happen. I'm not saying that it can't. But that's another question mark I have. I love that you watch these players because what will happen is a lot of analytic people will look at the 21 catches in 21 and the 30 catches in 22 and take that as a very positive thing. That's that's a decent amount of catches. But to your point, you said 172 yard average and that, that these, these feel like little tiny dump ball passes in college. And you're watching, like you said, twice a year against your team, uh, SEC. SEC is a ton of fun to watch anyway. Um, so just watching, you're saying, look, if the NFL is going to ask him to do it, he probably can do it, but he's not doing it the way these numbers maybe look like he might be able to do it. So that's a great insight. I was going to ask you, that was actually my next question, is how you felt about him as a three down back. And it sounds like you're a little shaky there. Maybe he's uh, he's could work into that role in the right might, opportunity. Right. right. That's right. That is the only if I knew if I had the crystal ball and right. I knew that he was going to be fine in the passing game, then right. I'm I would have no concern about him as a prospect. He is a hardworking guy. He is very coachable uh from everything that I've seen, read, heard. And so I, I love the kid, but he has fallen in my rankings. And that's what I was gonna say is just you have somebody ranked really high in Debbie. You have to be careful that you don't keep them there. It's that Odell Beckham reaction. He had that one great catch, that one great year, but then what did Odell Beckham? He still, his price remained high yep. because of his name. Yep. And that's one thing owners, and I'm guilty of it myself, the bias, recency bias. It's hard to get over somebody that you've loved for so long and so you just have to make those adjustments. Now, if he goes in the middle of round two in a lot of super flex drafts, I'm all over that. Yeah. And again, a lot depends upon where he gets drafted, not where he gets drafted, but where in the, is it round two? Is it round draft three? Capital. Yeah. Right. The draft capital. And then uh, the combine, make sure to check the athletic boxes that I think he's going to check. And draft capital for running backs is always tricky, right? Because the the league year yeah. from year in and year out is telling us that they value the position. But at the, and this is why, right? This is one of the reasons why because Tank Bigsby has a decent amount of upside. He's got the college production, a possibility to be a three down back, and I might potentially be able to get him in the third or fourth round of the NFL draft as opposed to trying to grab one of these running backs in the second. And I think that's part of the reason that some of these runners get picked later. But I think we, as fantasy gamers, we have to like, I almost try to take a round off a little bit. So like, I like, I like the third round. I'm, I'm, I'm fine there. It's right around that fourth round where I start getting a little shakier with my running backs, but I still, depending on landing spot, I I'm still kind of interested. So I'll, I'll usually miss on those Isaiah Pacheco's and things like that. Cause usually like by the time you get to the seventh round, I'm usually pretty out on my running backs, but um, yeah. So Everything you said makes a ton of sense. I, I read somewhere and I, I want to just with your own eyes, if you felt the same way, he was described as an upright runner. Um, and for that reason would lack power at times. Did you see any of that in the games you were watching? 
feel like that's an easy thing to see the upright well, running thing, but right. I mean, he is more upright than some. I didn't see it as a detriment okay. necessarily yeah. because he he was able to lower his pads when he needed to and get that extra again the push and using the thick thighs and the lower body. Um, but I, I never saw anything that was concerning. Good. Good. Yeah. Cause it comes up a lot on his profile and it usually does, um, you know, with, with this range, uh, or either that, or if it's a really big running back, they always say up, up, upright runner, but what kind of draft capital do you believe the NFL will pay up for this player? Where do you see him going? I think round three, round four, right around where I'm still looking. Yeah. I think, I think so. And what I gauge each draft class is a little bit different. If, if somebody goes in round five as a running back in a very weak running back class, in my opinion, then I knock him further than if he went round five and it's a loaded running back class, because then the slippage is because they're not a hot commodity and they know that they're still going to be able to get they got a pool of four or five guys sure. to pick from and, and they're happy with any one of those. Do you like this class as far as running back position? I do. Goes? I do. Uh, you got, you got the the big top guy, Bijan Robinson, and then Jameer Gibbs is a smaller, uh, more pass centric, but yet he's still a very decent, solid running back. Uh, and then after that, you're going to have a lot of guys like the Tank Bigsby. You've got Sean Tucker, you've got uh, Zachary Evans, and just there's going to be a whole bunch of guys. The combine and the draft will then start to narrow that field a little bit. But there's a, there's some very good depth here. I saw him mocked right at pick 100 to the New York Giants, according to a USA Today draftwire.com. Thoughts on that landing spot? I mean, we're going to have to assume that they moved on from Saquon. Well, which I don't think is going to happen, but yeah, uh, I, I, you would hate that... it. You would hate I, yeah. it clearly, right? If Saquon yes. was there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about any good landing spots? You got a good landing spot for him somewhere where you could see him fitting? I never really thought about that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think about it too. So you need maybe Arizona. What about Miami? Maybe, yeah, Miami. Everybody wants to put a back on in on Miami. Yeah. Um, you got Tyreek and Wild take some of the pressure off. Yeah. Certainly a need. Yeah, we're gonna stick him in Miami. I like that spot. And, and that's not better. too far from where he. Uh, there you go. Where he's from. All right, let's let's make that happen. I want to, I want to like tank. It's just way too good of a name for him to uh, be picked in the fifth or sixth or seventh round when I'm not interested anymore. Let's, uh, let's get him. Uh, I don't know. Third or fourth round draft path little to the Miami dolphins. Now I'm interested. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So we talked about this already. I was going to say NFL had him ranked as a sixth best running back in this class and that's right around where you had him i think around seven is what you said. I said seven or eight yeah. yeah so you're you're right there that's uh he's in there with uh uh davon aching tajay spears uh in that area so and i think that's where he belongs um that makes a lot of sense i think it's going to be pick your poison it's going to come man boy our landing spots gonna and they always matter but these running backs is really going to be a big deal as far as landing spots go yeah, and I'm sure that there's going to be some that rise up superficially because of that. 
just like Clyde Edwards Alaire a few years ago. More likely to slip into a committee in the NFL or a lead back? I'm going to say committee. I, I, I temper my expectations so that then if I'm pleasantly surprised, that's great. But I don't want to overpay because I expect him to be that three down bell cow back. I'd rather set my expectations realistically and I really realistically complimentary back to somebody. All right. He goes to Miami in the fourth round. Where do you think he goes in rookie drafts? Uh, That's a tricky question. Is that super flex or non? We'll do super flex. Super flex, probably like anywhere from two, two to two, five. Yeah. I, I think he's a second round pick regardless. Yeah, I really do. This is um, this is not new. Right around that two five area is when things start getting to just get your guy at that point. Um, yeah. So I think I think Tank, uh, especially with that landing spot, would was squarely lined. I think you nailed it actually. I think Miami puts him in that early second as opposed to like the where I would hope you know that he yeah. would go, which is like again like right after I'm all out on wide receiver and I want to go hit those running backs again. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So if big speed doesn't hit in any way, what would be the biggest reason why? What's his maybe just weakness? not given a chance early yeah. enough and then maybe an injury. And then, you know, cause there've been some really talented players that never got off tap dead center and you know like jalen strong wide receiver that's a blast from the 2014 rookie class but he never got along with his coaches they blackballed him right away from the beginning he never got the opportunity then he got injured and that was it so that would be a kind of similar scenario that i could uh picture if that were a reason for him to flame out yeah, it'll probably happen to me because I, I've, I'm already deciding that um, I'm going to be tapping running back more often than than I usually do. So the, these guys are going to flame out on me. You'll see. Um, <laughs> there you go. That's positive thinking. <laughs> Here's some positive thinking. Ceiling and floor. Your last question on tank. I know this is a tough question, but like it, it always is. It, get me, it, yeah. Just get me a little bit excited about what you like the the best you could possibly see this guy going. And then because I feel like I feel like if he was to hit like he's got the size, right? Like he he's he's the he's he's there. And the pass catching thing, we've seen that enough. I mean, everyone was ripping Kenneth Walker last year. Like, yeah, you need a minimal amount on the right team. So, like, I, I can I can paint a picture where this guy's a starter. Yeah, Um so in are you saying in his rookie season or for his Yeah, career? we're gonna we're gonna do his rookie season. Yeah. Okay. So if he got the the right situation, I I could I could see that his ceiling might be like RB fifteen. Oh nice. Okay. And then as far as floor, yeah. <laughs> Trey Sermon's rookie year, what yeah. was that like? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of those. Absolutely. There's second round picks. San Francisco likes doing it every year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, that, okay. All right. Well, that that's realistic. And how about for his career? Let's do that since I, since I cheated you and I did rookie season. Cause I think, I think career's uh, an easier one. Uh, I don't know about that. 
That was a harder one. Okay. It is. It is. So career, he's going to have to, he's going to have to do something of significance his first year. Like I had a lot of hope for Zamir White. Right. And I thought that I I liked him as a prospect and he got no opportunity. Right. Exactly. And, and who knows? We'll see if he does. I like him too. I like him. Super scary Um, without that. So I, I see what you're saying now. They, it, it is more difficult to answer that question. It's a lot easier to look at one year. That's right. Uh, that's especially with somebody away. like him. Now, Bijan Robinson, I have, you know, I'd say he's he career wise, as long as he stays healthy, uh, I could see him easily, you know, in the top five. Yeah, absolutely. People are putting him there right now and he hasn't even played. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Very realistic. I loved it. I loved everything we said about Tank. Is there anything else before we move into the final two questions of the pod that aren't about Tank Bixby that you wanted to kind of mention? I just am wishing him the best of luck. I hope that he nails the combine. I hope he gets good draft capital. Uh, I just, I really like him and I wish him, and I'm hoping for the best case scenario. And he has steak ass. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's a check mark. Yes. That's a check mark. And we just got to check off the other ones. We got, we <laughs> he can't be running no uh, four sevens and he needs to be, he needs to be round three, round four area. Ideally. And, yes. Ideally. And get a nice landing spot. So now you know what you're looking for. You don't get all those boxes. Steak ass is not enough. You need <laughs> some of those other boxes. That's right. All right. So who's your guy in this year's draft? Who are you hanging your hat on? Um, well, you mean besides the obvious Bijan Robinson? Yeah, besides Bijan, besides the already named generational talent. Is there anybody else that you um you're pretty excited about? Well, I'm excited about Parker Washington. Oh, I love that Penn State. Yeah, uh love it. You know, 5'10, 212, and he's had three, you know, is is 2021 and 2022 seasons were the best, but he's averaging 13.2 yards per attempt and his touchdowns were 12 in three seasons. So that's not super great, but he just, I like him. He, I like his style, his smoothness. And uh, I just would like to see him with a good landing spot. I don't think he's going to get a high draft capital. You know, uh, I just, for some reason, really like him. Yeah, Parker Washington, I, I and and I'm probably off on this, but I was a little surprised he came out. Yeah. Um, I When I saw the name, because I have him in a couple C2C leagues, and I was just like, oh, I was waiting for him to have one more year with Penn State and and the and the young hopefully the young quarterback and 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 yeah. uh no didn't didn't happen but I think it I think you're right I think it's a name that um is on Debbie radar so he won't he won't go unnoticed but he's going to need a little draft capital Yeah uh I don't think he'll go unnoticed but there's so many other names that yeah. that he's not going to be moved way up No I Just agree. mathematically I don't see how that could happen no, definitely. So I think that you're looking at late second, maybe to mid third range, unless he does something super outstanding, like 
yeah. at the combine and, and draft. He could be a steal in rookie drafts though. He really could. And that's, that's what I'm thinking. I'm yeah. I'm hoping he doesn't get the value push way up. Yeah. Well, we got to stop talking about him though. <laughs> <laughs> How about one guy that you're, you think everyone's going to overdraft? In Superflex, I think it's Will Levis. Mm. Yeah, that's going to be a popular one. Yeah, that's because be uh, CJ Stroud and, and Bryce Young. And again, it all depends on the NFL draft. Where do they go? Uh, if, if Levis, for some reason, went before either Stroud or Bryce Young, you could even see Levis being the first quarterback off the board in rookie drafts in Superflex. Yeah. And I don't even really care if he gets drafted in the first round anywhere <laughs> in the NFL draft. That's still too high for me. Uh, it would have to be mid-second before I'd consider him. And he'd oh, become, wow. That's really, why I'm saying. You really don't like Will Levis. I really don't. Yeah. I really don't. And uh, you look at the numbers, and the thing is, is he doesn't even have the upside of an Anthony Richardson. Anthony nope. Richardson at least is athletic and can run. You know, you want to know how many yards Will Levis had rushing his last season? Is it 12? Minus 107. <laughs> so he's not a threat to run, and he's not a great passer. Sorry, but that's not a good as, as far as fantasy football, you'd be waiting forever for him to finally yeah. do something. If you want to throw a rookie pick away, throw it away on him. There you go. Well, that, that Katie, that's that's the stuff we're looking for. That's the stuff we're looking for. Do not draft Will Levis. I think that's um, going to be the uh, popular, unpopular opinion. Like, I think that's uh, and you're right. It's going to come down. It's going to come down to landing spots. But I love that you said, I don't care where he goes in the first round. I'm not really going to draft him until the 205. Uh, that says everything. Yeah, the production's not there. I don't get it. But um, you keep hearing his name nonetheless. But Yeah, I don't get mean, it either. And, doesn't and mean... we don't have to. I mean, there have been there have been enough. I mean, look at the guys that are paid to analyze yep. the rookies and how many misses there are whether it was the team chemistry or the wrong player, whatever the case may be, there've been a lot of misses and they get paid to do that. Katie, thank you so much. It was truly a pleasure to get you to do another one of these rookie player profiles. Um, I had a blast. I can't tell you. Thank you enough. Ah, yeah. Is there anything you want to tell anybody about uh, what you're doing right now? Or even if it's to catch everybody up with Katie flower, we all love you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Well, I just moved to Arkansas. I live with my boyfriend. Nice. And I'm about to take vacation next week and build my dream garden that I've been wanting to. We've got quite a bit of acreage here and beautiful, beautiful area. Um, and that there was something awesome. else I was, I forgot, I, I lost what else I was going to say <laughs> midstream. But oh, I'm starting a uh, cooking how-to website with a bunch of recipes and how to eat healthy on a budget and how to uh, do some meal planning and meal prep and utilizing those leftovers, repurposing them into a totally different meal. And, you know, just all those kind of things, gardening, canning. So I'll be launching in hopefully about a month. I've got it framed, but now I need to add a bunch of stuff. I, w I don't want to launch it with bare bones but it's not gonna, it's gonna be a work in progress. I'm gonna be adding stuff to it all the time, including videos and all kinds of stuff. 
Well, you got to add uh, Diva of Dinner to your, uh, <laughs> to your Twitter handle. Hey, you know, I like that. But it's going to be called Kate's Kitchen. But you know what? The Diva of Dinner. I like that. I love that. it. I love it. That's awesome. Oh, my God. Thanks again, Katie. And thank you, our listeners, for allowing us to hit your ears. This is the Rookie Beaver Podcast. Please do not forget to rate and review. And do not forget to be awesome. I get a fever that's so hard to bear. When you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight. Fever in the morning, fever all through the night. Sun lights up the daytime, moon lights up the night. I light up when you call my name, and you know I'm gonna treat you right. Rookie fever. Something you all know Fever isn't such a new thing Fever started long ago now Who got the one-on-one scouting has never done this to be throw and run I told you anyone Size and speech just unreal Landing spot not ideal Wait, wait, just break out A full rookie fever stage Romeo loved Juliet Juliet, she felt the same When he pulled his arms around her He said, Julie, baby, you're my flame Wow, we give a fever When we kiss it Fever without planning you Fever I'm a fire Fever, yeah, I burn for soup Cause I got the fever, now you got the fever, so she got the fever, and he got the fever, no cure for the fever, so let's feed the fever, thank God for the fever, thank God for the fever. Fever, 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 fever,